0: The Shark MMA Show. This is Jim, the podcast sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Mm, Let's get ready to podcast! Hi, everyone. I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's Marks spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the mark the shark MMA show Facebook page. Also, for a plug in, if you're looking for a good action, thriller, suspense novel, check out. A book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. The paperback version only on BarnesAndNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on amazon.com and paperback format on both amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. And And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. And welcome back to the Mark the Shark MMA show And this week I'm going to do a recap of Two different Bellator events One of them is Bellator 242 And the other one is Bellator 244 Which just recently happened with Ryan Bader versus Vadim Namakov But Why am I doing Bellator 242 When I just did Bellator 243 I'm a little late I figured, let me do what I want. It's my show anyway. <clears throat> and I figured it'd be kind of interesting to group two events <clears throat> in the same podcast episode. So when we get back, we'll start with Bella Tour 242. Hey, guys just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark Bouchard, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, www.retortoffamilybooks, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retordofamilybooks.com. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and the first event we're going to recap is Bellator 242, which features the uh, main card featuring Sergio Pettis and Ricky. Try to say that again. Let's see. Let's say it again. <laughs> All right. So there was the main card. Under but the first event we're going to cover features Aaron Pico and Solo Haley Jr. Alright, so let's get to it. So, the fight didn't really last that long. (laughs) Basically, um, Pico took Solo down in the first round and just started to ground, pound him, and then totally dominated him, and then finished him in the first round with a rear naked choke. All right, so that's how that first fight, fight. There's not much to talk about there. But in the second, ra- the second, the second fight of the night featured J.J. Wilson and uh, Taiwan Claxton. Um, now, with that event, uh, just so you guys know, J.J. was undefeated going into the fight. Um, he attempted to take his. It uh, was tough to take down. But in the last minute, he did get taken, um, taken down by his opponent, Solo. But he went for a rear naked choke. He couldn't he couldn't get it. Then in round two, there was a lot of good stand-up um, clinch work done by Solo uh, against JJ. Um, but what was interesting, though, in round two, this guy, JJ, I'm assuming, I've never seen him fight before, but I'm assuming he's a really good jiu-jitsu artist because he tried to actually pull. A flying triangle in the middle of the, in an MMA event which I've never seen done now he he tried to pull it off but he, he couldn't it didn't work um like he didn't fully attempt it. what he's, he meant to he jumped up and he went right back down to his feet um cause he was up to catch the cage the cage was holding him up to support him um then in round three there was more clinching going on Cello was pretty much winning the um the clinching match he had JJ up against the cage the whole time now in this round JJ actually does pull the flying triangle and actually uh, held him there for pretty much for the rest of the round um, and actually was starting to dominate him like he didn't get the submission but he ended up mounting him um, and then in the end result he ended up defeating his opponent. Um, like, again, it went the whole three rounds. But he won by split decision. I'm assuming the judges were looking at the amount. And the, um... The amount of effort that he put to him on the ground. But the first two rounds, I would say, it was pretty close. I mean... Taiwan was, like, you know, pretty much out-clinching him the whole time. Um... It was pretty much a grappling match of the whole uh, the whole time there, but it was a good matchup. I would never seen a flying triangle before, so it was pretty interesting. All right, guys, when we get back, we'll talk about the next match, which featured Jason Jackson and Jordan Mean. All right, guys, we'll be back after a short break. Hi everyone are you looking to, to increase your income and make your life more fulfilling well check out this facebook page called mindset for limitless success in fact if you join now you get a 200 dollars dining voucher just for joining up check it out again the name of the group is mindset for limitless success check it out now This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder written by Christina Ritordo. Alright guys, you can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at MarkTheSharkMMAShow and that's Mark with a C and not a K. And on Twitter at MarkBJJFighter Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto R-I-T-O-R-T-O Keep up to date and follow us. Alright guys, we're back on the show. Hopefully you guys are liking this format. Um, Again, we're going to be doing recaps of both Bellator 242 and 244. But we're still on Bellator 242. And we are on the co-main event, which features Jason Jackson and Jordan Meade. Jordan Mean, I think I've seen him fight before, he kind of looked familiar, but I couldn't, uh, couldn't say for sure that I've seen him fight before, but supposedly, he was fighting off Rain Rust, he's been off, uh, for two years, he hasn't been in a cage for two years, and, and it, I think it actually showed, that's why I'm bringing it up, because he seemed to be very rusty, um, he, he was in shape, but I think he could have been in a little better shape, um, but he, he did attempt a lot of takedowns, and that's how I could tell that he, he was in decent shape because takedowns take a lot a lot out of you. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I wasn't too impressed with his technique. He kept his hands very low, um, and he did go for a lot of takedowns, especially in the second round. He had um, no success. In fact, his opponent, Jason, took him down. Um, and then going into the third round mean gets tagged really hard with a good hard punch but he manages to survive and then tries to engage in more grappling with Jason and actually attempt to take him to, to take him down actually this time he got it um, but Jason was managed to uh, do a Grammy roll to to get out of whatever position Mean was trying to go for at the time. Um, So it was pretty interesting. The guy, Jason, is a very squirrely type guy. He's able to get out of stuff. Um, Whenever Mean did try to go for anything on the ground, he was able to get it. But in the end, I mean, the whole fight went the whole distance, all three rounds. But um, Jackson defeated Jordan Main by unanimous decision. All right, guys. Now for the main event between Sergio Pettis and Ricky... Ben that- those, yes tried to say that three times <laughs> well anyway in this matchup um Ricky uh Bandiz, I think was was had a pretty good career let's take a look at his record right now he was four 13 wins four losses Sergio as everybody knows his brother Anthony Pettis is former UFC WC champion um so he's no slouch, you know. In training with a world champion brother that he has, he's got 20 wins and five losses. Um, pretty much the whole fight, I think Sergio was pretty much dominating him. It was it was mostly a stand up battle. It was um, there was only one takedown attempt by Ricky, and he actually took Pettis down and passed his guard. But then, that was like in the first round. But then nothing had, became of it. He wasn't able to control him that much. And then in round two, Pettis took him down. But then Ricky was able to get back up. But in the third round, it was all Pettis. But predominantly, the fight was a stand-up grueling match. But Pettis was just seemed a little bit uh, more dominating. He was more accurate with his attacks. And to me, it seemed that Ricky... Um, took him too long to get warmed up because I would say the last minute he was actually starting to get his combinations going, and it was, which is something you should have done in the beginning. It was a little bit too little, too late in my book, um, but you know, he showed a good fight and um, Pettis ended up defeating him, um, and it was by unanimous decision. Again, it went all three rounds. It was a good stand-up battle. That's pretty much it. All right, guys. When we get back, we're going to be covering Bellator 244. All right, guys. Now, we're on to the second recap of a Bellator event. This time, Bellator 244. Now, this card was pretty interesting. It featured some good fighters that I like. You had two UFC veterans that switched over to Bellator. You had Roy Nelson, who's, for some reason, a guy with such a fat gut is in such good shape. How, I do not know. And you got Ryan Bader, who is... You know, I believe he won the Ultimate Fighter. He did okay in the UFC, but man, has he been on a tear since he's been to Bellator. In fact, he's a two-division champ. Or I should say, I'll get into it later, was a two-division champ. Probably just gave it away. But anyway, let's start off with Roy Nelson's fight. Let's get started. Now, Roy Nelson, as you know, has been uh, a veteran for a very long time. I mean, he's been in uh, jiu jitsu tournaments such as uh, Grappler's Quest. Um, he's been on the Ultimate Fighter. He, he's been around forever. And he can take a shot. I mean, he's fought Matt Mitri in Bellator alone. I mean, he's been in Bellator now for since 2017. He's fought Matt Mitri, Mirko Kokop, We lost to. Frank Mir, he's pretty much been on a really bad losing streak but you know, I mean the guy's got a jaw and a will that this doesn't quit, I mean he's fought uh, Mark Hunt and Antonio Rodriguez Daniel Cormier Stipe Minichek Chicago Dave Herman and one fight, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it he fought Fabricio Verdum And I, to this day, do not know how that guy is not like in a hospital. I mean, Verdum was head-kicking him and kneeing him in the head, and he just took it. Um, I mean, even for Junior Joe Santos. So the guy's been in there with probably like, like I just rattled off like four or five different world champions, guys that were world champions at one point in their career. And in this fight... I just don't get it, man. This guy, he fought this guy, Valentin Mishlovsky. I'm probably butchering his name. But who cares? It's my show. I can do what I want. Um, This guy's pretty young. He's 205 pounds, which is weird because we know um, Roy Nelson is not 205 pounds. Let me see. Make sure. Yeah. 205 pounds Roy Nelson is 263 so I don't, I don't know maybe this was I don't know what vision this was I don't recall so I guess maybe he might have came in um, unless the the record here is all because he looked bigger than 205 but anyway this kid is young he's from Russia Um. He's on a nine. He's got nine wins, one losses, and he's he's won one, two, three, four his last four matches. And when he was fighting Roy Nelson, I mean, Roy Nelson was throwing haymakers, but he was missing a lot. There was a big difference in speed. Nelson just could not keep up with him at all, in my opinion. Um, but I just could not help. It was a kid wonder what Roy Nelson would be like if he got himself in shape. Stop eating those Big Macs, dude. Because he can go go all 15, 20 rounds, you know, the whole time. Never... I mean, he looks tired, but I mean... And he's able to do that as his weight of... What did I say he weighed? 260? 263. He probably diets to get to that. If he were to like change his diet... Even if he went down to like 230, he would probably be a beast. He probably wouldn't be surprised if he would. You know, maybe not maybe in Bellator. Maybe he might become be able to come on champion. He just needs to lose that gut, dude. I just can't figure it out. Anyway, the fight with he just he just could not compete with this kid. I mean, he was just too slow. Um It was just, I don't know. It, it just looked like a, like he was just too out of shape, too slow, too old to keep with him. Um, but it, it was, it did go to distance. It was a back and forth battle, but the the, the other guy, Valentin, was just a tad faster and a tad better. Better. So, in any event. Roy Nelson loses to an animus decision. Um, but anyway, when we come back, we'll talk about the next matchup, which features former Bellator champion Julia Budd and Jesse Miley. All right, guys, so we'll be back after this short break. guys we're continuing on with the recap of bellator 244 now the next match features is a woman's matchup um i believe it's the 145 white class the reason why i say that is because julia budd has been a champ for bellator for or, up till i think last year when she lost to cyborg and cyborg came over after she got kicked out of the ufc for pissing dana off And then she immediately got a match with Julia Budd. Now, for those who do not know her, Julia Budd is up there with, in my opinion, it's a featherweight battle, by the way, at 145, I was correct. She is up there with Cyborg. And the lioness, whatever her name is from the UFC, Amanda Nunez and Ronda Rousey, in my opinion, is probably one of the best female mixed martial artists in fact I'd actually like to see her fight a minute but anyway here's the lowdown both her and Cyborg up to the point where they met Judd was probably undefeated I think for 10 years and she defended the belt um Bellator, I think five or six times I mean I'm looking at a record now she has got 13 wins and three losses that's an amazing record I mean prior to her loss with Cyborg she won one two three four five six seven eight nine nine matches in a row so she went from 2011 to two, actually not 10 years from 2011 to 2017 Six years, just like Cyborg. And the person that defeated her back in 2011 was Round the Rousey. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, this lady is good. Anyway, so this was her first matchup since her loss to Chris Cyborg. And it's against. Uh, the opponent is Jessica Mille. Or Mille, I'm probably pronouncing that name wrong. Anyway. She is nicknamed The Widowmaker I don't know she's from somewhere I don't know what state she's from the US Um, she's got 9 wins 3 losses And let me just tell you she got dominated pretty much the first round total domination by, um, by Julia Budd Julia Budd just totally dominated her and took her down towards the end of the first round for the last 30 seconds and did a little ground pound. Round two seemed a little bit more even except towards the end where Julia was winning the clinch battle and again takes her down and punched her out for the last 30 seconds of the round. Um, But in the last round (laughs) Julia Bud just took her right to the ground um, very early Ground and pound her. She was trying for an arm triangle submission, um, but she couldn't pull it off. She got a full mount, um, did a little ground and pound there, and totally dominated her. Um, and in the end, um, she won by unanimous decision. I mean, the only person I think that would give her a hard time would be Chris Cyborg. Now, I don't know what their plan is. You know, if they're going to give her an immediate, another rematch after this or if they want to see if she can pull off another one. Um, but she gave Cyborg a hard time when they fought. Um, I remember that specifically. But we'll see. Um, it'll be a pretty interesting matchup. I honestly think Cyborg is towards the end of her career, personally. I think she's just been in too many wars, and um, I just think she's just towards the end of her career. I don't want to say any other negative comments about her, because I think, in my opinion, she's probably the, she's probably even better, like overall, career-wise, she's got, she is the best. She is the best of all time, or the GOAT, even better than and Nunes. I don't give a shit what they say. Cyborg has won a belt in every single organization she's been in. Strikeforce, D USC, Melator. I think she even has a kickboxing title too. Um, she's a phenomenal athlete. And uh, but, you know, all good things great things come to an end, right? So it'd be kinda of interesting to see her um, rematch with Julia, but all right, guys, when we come back, we'll go over the main event with Vadim Nemakoff and Ryan Bader. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Marcus Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on amazon.com. Get it now. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark, Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv. Slash Mark the Shark MMA Show, and it's Mark with a C and not a K, and I air a new episode every Saturday, so check it out. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA Show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.markthesharkmmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and have your... Business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week, worldwide, from everywhere. Check it out. All right, guys, we are on with the final review. Uh, fight in Bellator 244 with the main event being Vadim Vadim, Nimikov and Ryan Bader. Now, I mentioned before, Ryan Bader has been on a tear since he left left the UFC. I don't recall what his UFC record was, but the last time he's been in the UFC was in 2016, so he's been out for a while. And he actually left on a win. He was on a um, two-fight win streak. So I'm assuming his contract ran out and he was just looking for money. Right? Or maybe he just realized he could never um, compete with the talent pool that the UFC has. I don't know. One or the other. Either way, he's always been in a, in a top ten. For He's been in a top ten for a while. Probably even you would say the top six. But when he came to Bellator, I mean... He's been doing phenomenal. He's a heavy, the heavyweight champion. He was a two to, a two division champ for a while now. Um, prior to this event, uh, he did lose by no contest, but it was, an, uh, it was considered no contest because an night poke. But other than that, he won one, two, three, four, five. He won his uh, last five fights in Bellator. And like I said, he was a two-division champ. Um, I think he even won the heavyweight Grand Prix. And he's currently... 27 wins and 5 losses. Well, then you got this guy, new guy in the block. Vadim. Who's been tearing up the scene. I mean, Vadim is... Twelve wins, two losses. So he just hasn't been around that long. He's from Russia. He's pretty young. He's in his twenty-eight years old. Whereas Bader is what thirty-seven. So there is the age difference there. And just so you guys know, this matchup was uh, Bader defending the light heavyweight title. Now, this guy Nadim has beaten Rafael cavaro, former Bellator champion. He has beaten. Phil Davis, former Bellator champion, and, or at least I know he won the, the tournament. I don't know if he, I think he, he's, he's a Bellator, he was a Bellator champion, but I don't know if it was a Grand Prix champion or a regular champion, because they have a Grand Prix tournament going on. He beat Liam McGleary, former Bellator champion, and that guy was a champion for a while. And this guy came out of nowhere and ran through all of them. So he meets up with Badar. And. Man. He was just too fast for Bader, in my opinion. Um, Bader did manage to uh, get, get a takedown in the first round. But when it went into round two, this kid lit him up, dude. He landed a, a head kick to Bader's head. And then the kid just went in right in for the kill. And I actually thought the fight. I, the ref, I got to admit, whoever ref that fight did a very good job. Because Bader did try to survive. He was trying to get up. But I think if it had been another ref, the fight would have been stopped sooner. But after that head kick, there was nothing left. So he was stopped in the second round. It it only lasted three minutes and three seconds. But like I said, whoever ref that fight was a good ref. And I think any other ref would have have probably stopped it because um, in the beginning it looked like Bader was in trouble, but Bader was trying to defend himself. So that referee did have a good eye and um, did look out for Bader's interest to make sure that he wasn't hurt. But towards the end, Bader, it was... Too much for Bader. I mean, this kid Nadim. Probably going to be the champ for a while. I mean, he hasn't been doing that that long He just ran through pretty much all. Like, this is the fourth guy he's beaten that was a champ. He beat Ryan Bader, one, two, three. He's beaten four Bellator champions. And he just got into Bellator in uh, 2017. And this and you know he's he's just gonna be there for a while. So what's next for the Bellator? Well, I know that in September they got I don't I don't know why they don't have more events. I think it's because of COVID, but they they are having a um, a two fight weekend coming up in September. Um, and one of them is a good card. It's got um, some old UFC veterans. You got Davis on the 11th. You got, um, actually, maybe they're doing it all on the same night. Maybe it's two fights. Yeah, I thought it was two days back-to-back. Back. No, I guess it's just a doubleheader on the same day. So that one is about, It's going to be on September 11th. And the main card is featuring... Phil Davis, former Bellator champion, and he was you know top five ranked in the UFC for a while, versus former UFC champion, Lulu Machida. Then you got Kat Zingano. Wow, talk about a blast from the past. I haven't seen her in ages. Fighting Gabriel Holloway. Ed Ruth versus Taylor Johnson. Raymond Daniels versus Peter Stotnik, And then in the preliminary card, you got Rafael Cavaro. Terrell, Fortune, Keith Lee. And I know they got, I could have sworn, it's not showing it here on the internet, but I know there's, I think it's another one that they probably just didn't put on the website yet. But when I was watching the Bellator last night, they did advertise it. I guess it's just not listed on Bellator Junkie, uh, MMA Junkie yet. So I'm pretty sure it's the day before or the day after. Um. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on September twelfth Here you go. You got Juan Archuleta versus Patchy Mix. Then you got John Finch versus Neiman Gracie. Now, that one should be interesting because John Finch, um, he's a World Series of fighting champion. He was very good in the UFC. He was probably the first guy that got kicked out of the UFC, even though he had a 12-fight one streak. Go figure. Then you got Neiman Gracie, who was who was doing pretty well until he lost to uh, – Corey McDonald, and I think it was, I don't know, whatever weight division he is. I don't know if it's middleweight, Grand Prix. Then you got Liz Camouche, who fought Ron Rousey for the first, I think it was first ever women's fight in the UFC. Derek Campos versus Roger Huerta, who uh, hasn't been doing good, which is a shame because when he was younger and he got his start in the UFC, man, that kid was a great to watch. All his fights were wars. But that's what we got to look forward to in September. Hopefully, I'll be able to do a recap on it. May not be done right afterwards. Might be a few weeks later, but we never know. But anyway, guys, I appreciate everybody listening and watching this podcast. And don't forget, every Saturday at 3 o'clock, I got my live show on Twitch, which is also shown on my website where I interview MMA fighters. I also do occasional UFC recaps. Um, if you are looking to get on the show, if you're an MMA fighter or listening to the show, go to the website com and go to Become a Guest page and click, fill out the form there, sign up. MMA promoters are welcome as well. Even other health professional, um, sports psychologists, fitness experts, you're more than welcome to be on the show. Um, again, for MMA fighters, it's always free. I never charge them. And if and if you're looking to promote your business, service, or brand, or whatever it is on my show, I'll click on a Become a Sponsor page. Or if you're just looking to help the podcast out, you can make a donation. Anywhere from a dollar and up is appreciated. And don't forget also to check out the shop. we got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, and more for both men and women. And also don't forget that you can buy an autographed copy of my book called The Cabal The Saga Begins off my other website called com. My daughter's got some books for sale. It's part of our Visible Girl series called Invisible Girl and a little bit louder. And then I have another book out there called Marcus the Vampire. So check it all out. Again, I appreciate everybody following the podcast. Um, my show has only been around for a year now, and I, I see the audience growing, and I really appreciate it. I also have a YouTube channel called Mark the Shark MMA Show, on the, and you know some of the videos... Interviews I've done in the past and recaps get put on there. So check that out. Um, They're not put out as often. Usually I do it in spurts. Like I'll go like three or four weeks without putting videos out. And then I'll just blast four or five videos one after the other for a certain amount of weeks. But podcast episodes come out every Sunday. And I always have a um, live show on Saturday at 3 o'clock on twitch and it could also be seen on my website sometimes it does get pushed before because something's life happens um i look forward to your continuous support keep listening to the podcast hopefully hopefully i get to start my other podcast really soon i just got to see what's um going on with my schedule you know work family life things tend to uh take over things in life and it's hard to uh juggle everything but uh, i'm trying to keep this podcast up and going but again i do appreciate it and that's it hope you enjoyed the show and see you guys next week